Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Good evening, friends and brothers and sisters. It's good to be here among you. It's really good. We're going to have a look in the Bible in Matthew chapter 19 and we're going to look, I commend you if you're a person that remembers stuff or writes stuff down, however that works for you, go home and read the whole chapter of Matthew 19. So read that whole chapter and we're just going to concentrate on three verses right at the heart of it. To Matthew 19, 13 through to 15. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there the disciples rebuking those who brought children to Jesus demonstrates that the disciples had misunderstood something about Jesus they'd really misunderstood something very important about Jesus and Jesus as he does with us when we are before him in our misunderstanding he corrects them they'd failed to grasp that Jesus has a tremendous love for children So they'd failed to grasp something about Jesus' attitude toward children, but they'd also failed to grasp something of children's attitude toward Jesus that they were missing out upon. See, for the adults that populate the rest of chapter 19 and much of Matthew's Gospel, but the whole of chapter 19 except these three verses, the adults are there having grown-up conversations about stuff that all of us have had conversations about, stuff that's important but stuff that is not central to the Christian faith. The adults, the grown-ups, the sophisticated people, at least in this chapter, are really majoring on a bunch of stuff which besides who Jesus is, which next to that, a bunch of stuff that is essentially nothing. Important though it is, and impacts our life though these things do. So in the verses that lead up to, and including verse 12, the first part... They're talking about the hot topics of their day, pretty much the hot topics of any day. They're talking about marriage, divorce, adultery. After this little episode that we're focusing on with the children, they spend the rest of the chapter talking about things like whether or not salvation can be earned and how they might go about it. Is it okay in some way, can I hang on to my love for money and love Jesus? How am I going to be compensated for all the stuff I've got to give up to follow Jesus? These are the topics, the hot topics, if you like, of that day and probably of any day that they were fascinated with. Notice, though, none of those topics bother children. Children don't think about those topics, do they? Now, children are very much impacted by many of those topics when adults get them wrong. But children don't actually worry. 
they're blissfully unaware, we could say, of those topics. I think Jesus must have smiled when into this scene with all the relatively hard-hearted people justifying their own positions or asking questions but really just looking for loopholes through God's law. In the midst of a bunch of people in their conversation like that, there's the welcome intrusion of some people who just wish to be near him. Some people who want to be touched by him. Who see him as he actually is, rather than try to turn him into something that's preferable for them. We're going to have two points tonight. I think they're up there. The first one we've already started. It's look at Jesus. And as you look at Jesus, take particular note of what matters most. What's the main thing? What's the central thing? Take note of that as you look at Jesus. That's the first point. The second one's up there as well. Once we've looked at Jesus and come to grips with who he is, it's our responsibility to share Jesus. And most especially, I'm prepared to say, with children. Because they are most ready to accept him. But we can't go to everyone all the time. So one of the things that can help us to prioritise is, is there a young person? Because their heart will be soft. Their eyes will be open. We go to them as a priority. So we can have verse 14 just to sit behind me, I think, as more or less a backdrop because they're nice words to have there as we explore that. Yesterday, my family and I and my extended family had a meal that we will never forget. The plates were really, really large. The price was incredibly large for each of those plates. The number of minutes we had to wait for the meal to arrive was also a very large number. Unfortunately, the portion size was very small. Very small and very weird. The menu gave us some clues, but even remembering what we'd ordered, as an aside, do you also find it frustrating when they take the menu away so you can't actually compare what you've got to what you ordered and try and work out what is in that sauce or what is that mush in the case of some things sometimes? But it was small and weird. And even though there are people in our world, clearly, because we met some of them yesterday, who will happily take your dollars, I think at least slightly insult your intelligence, and leave you hungry as well, such people will not mess with children. They will not take on children. Now, they hid the children's menu away. There was no children's menu printed in that place. But after we asked persistently grudgingly, and I'm sorry to say with a little bit of attitude that the eye-rolling sort of revealed to me, they did say, you can order a cheeseburger or you can order fish and chips. And we just all wished that we were under whatever the required age was to, to order such delights. 
And then when eventually those delights did arrive for the younger people among us, the rest of us were full of envy, envy and watched them for the remainder of the meal. Because children know what matters most about food. Taste. Portion size. That's what matters most about food. You can't con a kid about those things and convince them that something artistic or avant-garde is what you want on your plate for an awful lot of money. They won't be had like that. And children know what matters most with Jesus. Now Jesus wants us to see He's been impressing this upon me and if the way he has been impressing it on me is a bit particular to me and you think, I don't think like that, just let his spirit translate it into the equivalent message that he wants to impress upon you. I'm a person that does find it very interesting to talk about controversial things. I don't know if you are. I'm a person that does like to sit up really late and explore whether that thing that it seems to say somewhere in the Bible, or elsewhere for that matter, but in the Bible is what's most important, does that thing that seems to say X, could it in a certain circumstance actually mean Y? And I'll explore that for many hours after I should have gone to bed and dropped it. If you're not like that, just let God keep working away because I imagine there will be things that he will say to you through what he's been saying to me he wants us to see that that courting controversy that being fascinated with what's what's interesting and questionable but not the main thing that looking for loopholes in his law that that's foolish and dangerous territory And that's an okay place to visit in certain circumstances for the short term, but it's not the place to set up and dwell as a Christian person. Out on those edges, we can find ourselves easily slipping off. Those things are the religious equivalent of the smears of mashed parsnip. or the fistful of oily rocket leaves. If you serve me such things when I come to your place for dinner, that's okay, we'll still be friends, as long as they're the garnish or they're on the edge of the plate. Don't try and kid me that they are the meal. Jesus wants us to learn from children. Because they know what matters most with food is the flavour and the amount. And they know what matters most with Jesus. What matters most with Jesus is what they were doing, truly looking at him. Notice they weren't speaking. They were just looking at him. And if we, like they, truly look at Jesus, fix our eyes on him, as it says in Hebrews, fix our eyes on him, we will be drawn to him. And if we find ourselves repelled by him, pray. Pray that he'll change that heart. I had that heart, he changed it. Many of you had that heart, he changed it. Don't turn your back and walk away from him. Do business with him. 
The re- you are repelled for a good reason if you're repelled by this figure of Jesus. And there is no sitting on the fence with this person, Jesus. Our world likes to say it's just an option, as though it's another flavour of ice cream. Christianity among all the religions. The Bible doesn't give us the slightest millimetre of wriggle room on that. We are for him or we are against him. And so he is producing a reaction in each one of you right now. He is drawing you toward him if you're looking at him. Or you're finding yourself repelled from him because he challenges our lives. He owns us. He wants to change us. He wants to perfect us. And our flesh is not going to enjoy that. So as we truly look at him and find ourselves truly being drawn to him, we will find ourselves being truly touched by him, like these children were. And we will find that very truly we come to resemble him more and more and more. The scripture very often compares true believers to children. Speaking in Luke chapter 10 of some sort of deep spiritual truths, Jesus praises his Father who has hidden these things from the wise and learned. He's hidden them. But he's revealed them to little children. Whereas genuine searching is always and everywhere commended in the Scriptures, there is a kind of attitude and question asking that can appear to be the same thing but there can actually be an attempt to push Jesus away that can puff us up with pride and God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble he tells us so let him guide you in your heart tonight is your searching a genuine searching do you really want to know this Jesus figure Or are you looking for some reason to be able to dismiss him and still sleep soundly tonight? Paul and John in the New Testament call believers dear children in Galatians and in 1 John respectively. Matthew in the previous chapter to what we're looking at in the early verses of chapter 18 called a little child to him, placed the little child among them and said, Truly I tell you unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The world hurries children to grow up, doesn't it? The Bible warns us to slow down, observe the children, and learn from them. Very, very different. And reclaim a terrifically beautiful quality that they have that we have either lost or are in danger of losing. A beautiful quality. Which is the simple trust of a child. A child hurts themselves or gets lost or encounters some difficulty. What's the first thing they do? It's the interactive part of the evening. Call out. What's the first thing they do? Run to their parents parents or cry out. Sometimes their legs won't even work because their brain's so saddened by this. And they just scream. They want their parent. 
they have no trouble whatsoever recognising that this person, be it father, mother, some other caregiver, this person who loves me has my best interests in heart and I'm going to trust them. They have no difficulty with that. No difficulty whatsoever. Jesus knows we struggle with it. So he points us to go back and get it. It was in our childhood. We may not. I'm sure there are many in this room, at least some in this room, who did not have an earthly father that, or an earthly mother or the kind of care that makes these things easy to grasp. Look at Jesus. He's the perfect revelation of God the Father. One of his confused followers said, we just want to see the Father. Do you remember how he answered him? If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So you want to know what a father should be like? Look at Jesus. Look at his character. Those of you who are fathers or will be fathers, look at the character of Jesus. The advice of Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1 is to be heeded. They're wise words. They say, remember your creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come. Not just in case some hard times are ahead. Most of us have had enough birthdays now that we know the Bible writer here, Solomon, is telling the truth, telling it as it is. The days of trouble will come. And that's not the, the time to begin to search for God. If you're in troubled times, search for God. I don't say don't do that. But in good season, let's store up and build into relationship with God so that we are in a firm position when troubled times do come. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, again, not might say, when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. If you've been in the worst parts of a hospital or a nursing home, you know these things are true. There's not a lot of pleasure to take from the world at the end for most of us, or at least the end of these bodies. So if you are young, consider properly your Creator. Only in Him can lasting pleasure be had. If you are not young anymore, take heart. Because later on in Matthew chapter 19, it says, What is impossible for man is possible for God. It is truly possible that you can again have a child's heart. It is truly possible. I had a, still have a bit of it in some ways, but that's only surface attitude. I had a grumpy old man's heart when I was barely 30 years old. God can touch those hearts and put qualities back that should have been there but have been lost or maybe that have never been there. He can do those things. And let it not be because you didn't ask that you don't receive it. So ask him and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened, he says. I think we're moving on one slide and then it'll be a rapid 
succession of slide moving. Let's see how well Faith can keep up. You've got it. How are we going here? Okay, so we've done our first point. We've looked at Jesus. We've noted what matters most. Once we've done that, the obvious thing, the, the priority of our life must be, surely, to share Jesus, most especially with children. We're going to spend the rest of the time that I'm up here talking about that and we're going to use a bunch of pictures and I'll be putting on my hat of my employer, Scripture Union, because it so happens that of all the, one, the great many wonderful things that happen in our region to share the good news of Jesus with children, young people and families... Scripture unions involved in quite a few of those. So these are opportunities. It's not to say these are the only ones or the best ones, but they are some of the ways out there. And I welcome your prayers for this work and I welcome your involvement or your partnership in any way that God leads you to offer. So SU aims to make, and this is written into our aims. It's good to know where you're aiming for, isn't it, in anything. Written into SU's aims that... Working with the churches, SU aims to make God's good news known to children, young people and families. There are old people in families. It's not exclusively for children, but predominantly, and that's our focus. What have we got behind me? We should have a picture of a beach. I don't know how lovely it is. There will be a chocolate. I forgot to bring them up here, but I've got them in the bag. There will be a chocolate for anyone who can tell me the name of that place. Leon is a good guess. You've started with the correct letter and you're in the correct part of the world, more or less. Anyone else want to play? Any Welshmen among us? Welsh ladies? Who said Landudno? That sounded like Mr Barnes. Welcome. Landudno. Thank you. A chocolate for Mr Barnes. Very good. So Landudno. If we roll on, we should see how to spell, if not how to pronounce that, that place. And... Something happened in 1867 on that beach. We need to be quick here, but if anyone does know, give us a brief sketch of the incident that happened in 1867 at that place and you'll, a chocolate will be yours. Buffy. Oh, can we swap places? Wow, how good. Okay, let's roll on. Oh, some of those are out in the foyer if you want to take one of those with you. And what we're going to do now is just very rapidly roll around and have a barely even a stop and a consider of most of those things. But we'll pause just a little bit at a few of them. Uh, so let's, let's move on pretty quickly now. Oh, that's what he might have looked like. The cameras weren't very good in 1867. As you can tell, but yes, he wrote God is Love. And this is in an age where if you didn't have a robe and the right license and some sort of fancy hat, you weren't to go around telling people that God is love. It just was not done. I don't think there was a law against it, but it weren't polite. It weren't done. That's just how it was. And that be part of the beginning of that changing where ordinary folk like all of you can now in fact has probably changed so far now it might be coming back full circle and maybe you would hesitate to write God is love on a beach I'm not sure we may be getting closer to that day but you have every freedom to do that and to talk to the people you know rather than say um uh, uh, I can find the phone number for my priest you could call him to talk about Jesus, you have the freedom 
You have the responsibility. You have God's spirit. And one of the great things about SU is that people who have some idea in their heart for sharing Jesus in a particular way basically sidle up to someone like me and say, hey, why don't we have a rugby union camp? And Joe Goldsworthy did that about eight or ten months ago. And a couple of weeks ago, we had the first one. Because he not only had the idea, he was prepared to invest in it. So I get to work with people like that, which is great. Let's roll through. Okay, these days they look more like this. I can't remember where I took these, these photos. On the mid-north coast somewhere. Let's just roll through them. So every summer... Teams of people just like you, the average age would be a little bit lower, but none of you would be excluded and all of you would be most welcome. Form teams at, in caravan parks predominantly on the coast and they share Jesus with the people who are there. And we can probably stop at that one just for a sec. One of the things that's great about doing this is in the way, in, we will all hesitate, I realise, I do too, with sharing Jesus with our workmate or our neighbour because they're busy and they're going somewhere and so are we and the opportunity just doesn't seem to be there. Quite apart from the spiritual aspect of it that's difficult, well difficult enough. But when someone's on holidays and relaxed, probably not on Boxing Day when they're just arriving, <laughs> but when the programs start on the 27th or the 28th and they're watching and they might say no the first day or two to letting their kids participate in a program, but as over the week, as they see your love for each other, your care for their children, God's working in their hearts, stirring questions in them like, I have got to work this puzzle out. Or they don't come back to that place again. But I tell you, most of the people who holiday where a beach mission is come back again and again and again. And it is a terrific training ground for, a, I was going to say a young Christian person, for a Christian person of any age. It's a terrific training ground, a very fun place. And there are many marriages which began as <laughs> lovely relationships on the beach between young and not so young Christian people. Over the years, it'd be true. I can't promise. But let's roll through. Oh, that's where they are. You can't read that. Let's keep going. If you like Yurunga or Sawtell, that's where the most of our local people are connected at the moment. Uh, that, that one's in Tamworth. We don't have a beach, as you've noticed. We barely have water, really sadly. But we do have a bit of a river. And we do have, I don't know, something like 100,000 people, I'm told, visit us in January so we do something rather similar we run programs for the kids we play music for those who like country music and we have conversations with those who are happy to stop and chat this is not a very difficult thing to be involved in let's keep rolling I am the light of the world where's that Agquip, exactly right. So Agquip, there's lots of other tall things too, but that one stands out in particular. And the churches of Gunnedah and Surrounds, they have this site there called Lifequip. And be praying for them this year, please. This is going to be an exceptionally tough year for them because the people who are coming by are hurting, really hurting. Okay, so pray for them. And if you can spare a half a day or a day, or if you're over there and you can just drop in for an hour, come and be part of what, it's not a scripture union event, but a bunch of volunteers who are connected with SU partner with those churches from Gunnedah and Kaluas and around that area and just try and care for people and listen to people 
we might send them away. Grandparents love to find something because they may not be Christian, but they see that the world is going in a bunch of unhelpful directions and they want to make some kind of intervention on behalf of their grandchildren to go in a better direction. And so they'll take a flyer for the cricket camp for their grandson that's on in October or they'll take a John's Gospel and they just might read it as we've encouraged them to do and they'll take away our prayers in their ears. Let's roll. They might take away one of those things that will sit there like a Bible teacher or a Bible commentary writer beside them as they're there with their Bible and help them find their way, their little magazines. Let's keep going. Yep. You guys know all about Chaffee. It deserves more woos. Do more woos. You guys will know bits and pieces about rugby league camp. You may have heard some things about our permaculture camp, which is also new, creation care camp. There's some training events there. You can check out all this stuff on the bits of paper that are out. You'll see them on your way out the door. I want to only mention at any length whatsoever, very short length, one more thing which is that we have an opportunity in New South Wales where the education department recognises a thing called Super Club, which is Scripture Union Primary Age Club, and its big brother, which is called ISCF, Inter-School Christian Fellowship in High Schools. The department currently recognises those things, and if a principal approves for that to happen in their school and kids have their parents' permission, they come along and Christian community happens once or twice a week or sometimes only once a fortnight whenever the available volunteers can go in there and just love people and create that space for that to happen. And you don't need any kind of degree. I can help you to be one of those people very quickly and very easily. And I'd ask you please to pray. There are many of them in our region but nowhere near enough. What have we got left? Let's keep rolling. That's the crew that run the ISCF at Gunnedah. Some of the schools. That's the crew who came together for leadership training last week. We're in a world that's looking for leaders, aren't we? Aren't we in a world that's looking for leaders? Yeah. Okay, so we train people, we encourage them, we give them the skills. Not, not just the Christian stuff, how to defend your faith, how to share your testimony. We teach them that stuff front and centre. We teach them very, very practical things, how to give a talk, how to understand the meaning in a passage and explain it to someone else, how to sit down and have a quiet time with God. And so they get confidence and they get skills to then go out and be leaders back in their schools and in the rest of God's world, wherever he happens to put them. What have we got? That was time for questions. We ain't got that. There's a newsletter by that name out on the table. You can grab one of them if you'd like to grab one of them is there another slide that's a good place to stop is it okay if I pray my time's run out okay I'll I'll pray and uh, you guys agree with me if you would like to make it your prayer um, as well father help us to remember the things that you've taught us tonight Uh, use the um, the portion of knowledge or the the bit of our attention that you've got to stir us up to want more of you. We pray that if you've shown us an area that needs to be straightened out, we would have the courage and the trust like a child to just call out to you and do business with you. 
knowing that however much it hurts, in inverted commas, you are for us, you're not against us. You're about producing replicas of your son Jesus in us, which is what our world needs and it's what we want. So increase the faith of each person here among us tonight, Lord. And we do thank you, not only for the SU things, but for the great many ways that you are calling out and reaching out to young people in our region. We praise you that those opportunities are possible. We pray that those doors will remain open and that your people will be loving and bold and will have looked so long and so hard at you and will be so much resembling you that they will happily stride with confidence and with good hope through those doors and they will share you with the young people who will find lasting pleasure no place else. And we pray these things through Jesus so we are confident. Amen. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.